Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel and to the world of fairies. So now we are on the Anglesey. Anglesey is one of the fairy islands, it's an actual island. It's located off the coast, the western coast of England in the Irish Sea, south of the Isle of Man. In addition to being populated by humans, it is said to be the home of the race of fae known as the Telefteg. It is not uncommon for locals of Anglesey to claim to be descended from the Fae. Angus. Angus was a fairy from Irish folklore whose sweet little kisses would turn into birds. Well, that's different. Angus Oak. Born the son of the Tuatha de Dianon, Dagda, and a fairy queen of the Sihi, Angus Oak, the lord of love, resided in his castle, Bru. Nabone in Ireland. It was said he owned a cloak of invisibility and had the magical ability to not only shapeshift into a swan but also control time. He fell in love with a swan maiden. He believed that she was only able to take human form every other year. As swans, they lived on Loch Bell Dracon, where it was said anyone who heard them singing their love song together would fall into a magical sleep. When in human form, they resided in Bruna Boni. The Anhanga. Anhanga was an ancient forest or vegetation fairy from the folklore of the Tupi people of Brazil. He guarded animals, field game, and the forest. Anyone who would hunt an animal with young ran the risk of being struck with fever or madness. Ananga was described as taking the form of a white deer with red eyes. In more modern times, the fairy spirit has been demonised and made out to be an evil entity. When actual fact, it's just a protector. The Anigredes, or also known as the Anigreides. Classical Greek mythology, the Anigrides were the naiads of the river Anigros in Elis. In the Peloponnesus, southern Greece, it was believed their springs could cure skin diseases. Anippe. The Anippe was a nymph from the mythology of classical Greece and Rome, one of the Naiads. She was born of the Nile River as one of the daughters of a god Poseidon and was the mother of Busiris, king of Egypt. Las Anianas. In Hispanic lore, the Anianas were small female fairies who appeared to mankind as old women in order to test their charity and compassion for animals. If the person passes the test, the Anyanas would reveal itself in its true form, a young and beautiful maiden with long golden hair and blue eyes, carrying a golden staff, wearing green stockings and clothes made of flowers and star silver. Anything the staff touched turned into an item of value. Anku. The variations of Anku's name is Death, the Grim Reaper, and Father Time. In the fairy lore of Brittany, Anku, Death, was similar to the Grim Reaper. He also appeared in the fairy lore in Cornwall and in Wales. In Britain, as well as in the fairy lore of Ireland, the singular individual was described as looking like a man dressed in dark robes. Sometimes he was said to drive a black cart pulled by four black horses. Other reports say he was headless. Rare reports say he has two skeleton assistants who hurl bodies upon his cart. He travels the countryside along a particular path. Typically, he appeared at dusk, active all year long. He was especially powerful on November. 
obviously October 31st, it's called November Eve back then, but now, as you know, it's All Hallows Eve. This benevolent and comforting fate collected the souls of those who died and took them to Summerlands. Anku was a personification of death, and to see him was a sure sign of your imminent death. An old Irish proverb claims, when Anku comes, he will not go away empty. In Brittany, each parish had its own king of the dead, and cool, the last man to die each calendar year. Never holding the office for more than a year, the ankle was said to be seen entering into a house when a tenant's death was near, making a banshee a very, very mournful crying, it is said, to alert the people, of course. So it has kind of the similarities to, like, um, the Banshee where it screams, but it's also sort of a death omen, which is kind of like the Banshee anyway, you know. Anna Perenna, a name from ancient Italian law. Anna Perenna was once worshipped by the ancient Romans. Sacrifices, both public and private, were offered to her. She was associated with the river Numicus, and her feast day celebrated on March the 15th. A grove and spring were identified at the Piazza. Eclide in Rome, Euclid in Rome. The Aeneid, Aeneid from the mythology of classical Greece and Rome. The Anna, Anna was one of the many dwarves, again, in the um, Voluspa, very famous points from AD. Anthedon, Anthedon was the name for the town of Anthedon in Boeotia, in the mythology of classical Greece and Rome. Anthusai. Now, the well, whether it's spelled, it can either end in one I or two I's, but it also can either have one S or two S. S's in it, it just depends. Anthusai. It's ancient Greek mythology and it's the Anthusai were the nymphs of flowers. Anthracia. Anthracia was a nymph of one of the oceanids. She was charged with the care and feeding of the infant god Zeus. In art, she's always um, depicted holding a torch. Anthracia, a nymph who lived on Mount Lycaeus in Arcadia, southern Greece. Anthracia was one of the nurses to the infant god Zeus. Anthropophagi, Anthropophagi, a flesh-eating fairy from British law. The Anthropophagi preyed upon humans when hungry. Headless, their eyes are located in their shoulders, the mouse in the middle of their chest. Having no nose benefited them, allowing them to consume human flesh without gagging. Also appeared in William Shakespeare's play, The Merry Wives of Windsor and Othello. Antiope. Antiope was a name from classical Greek mythology. She was born the daughter of the river god, Asopus. Antiope was driven insane by the god, Dionysus Bacchus which caused her to wander Greece aimlessly. Ultimately, she was cured by Phoeus, who married her. And we're not going to do that one because we've already done the um Hell. We did her, she's a banshee from Ireland. The Aeode, one of the original three muses, according to Posnius, a second century Greek geographer, Apparently, she was song or voice of muse, like singing was associated with Mount Helicon as well, so she's associated with that sort of area. Epsinic. The Epsinic was a type of fairy or dwarf from the folklore of the Montanese of 
Labrador, Canada, living in the mountains, wilderness. These little people stood only a foot or two tall, but their presence was associated with danger. They absolutely had the ability to appear any place at will and were known to steal human children. The Apoyori. The Apoyori is in a benevolent nature spread from the folklore of the Tupi um, Guarani people of the Amazonian. So they make sure that Earth receives the right amount of rainwater necessary for sustaining life. But apparently it's said they also carried news of earthly events to a supreme deity. Some sources claim there was not a singular entity because it was rather a species of fae in general. A popa. In the folklore from Inuit, in the Helmuit people of North America, the Apopa were dwarf-like creatures, deformed and hideously ugly. These fairies behaved much like the kobold of Europe and Puck from classical mythology. They were mischievous, never benevolent, but relatively harmless. As some sources claim Apopa was a singular entity and not a species of fae. Apota, Apotamkin known as also the Apotamponka. The Maliseet, Passamaquoddy people of the northeastern coast of the United States of America have in their mythology a fairy animal called the Apotamkin, described as looking like an extremely hairy humanoid with enormous teeth. It predates on children who wander out on thin ice, venture onto a beach alone, or otherwise misbehave. I think it means it um, It says predates, but what it actually means is it hunts those kind, it hunts children. It's essentially like a nursery bogey, it's like a boogeyman, you know? The Apias. So the Apias is like a subspecies of the Naiad from Greek mythology. She was an nymph who lived in the Appian well located near the Temple of Venus, Genetrix. The well itself was said to be surrounded by statues of nymphs called the Apiides. Apple Tree Man In folklore from Cornwall, Devon and Somerset, England, the fairy spirit resided in the oldest tree in the orchard and was given the title of the Appleman Tree to ensure a good crop each year on the eve of Epiphany, January the 5th. The farmer and his hands took a pail of good cider and roasted apples to the Apple Tree Man's tree. Toasting him, they said, health to tea, old apple tree, well to bear pocketfuls, hassfuls, pecksfuls, bushful. Any remaining cider was poured over the tree's roots to a cheering crowd. Absuides, a sea nymph born of Nereus and Doris in Greek mythology. Um, she also was known as the Shiner as well, and was one of the named Nereid, who accompanied Thetis in mourning the loss of her son Achilles. Apu. The Apu is Lord. These were mountain spirits of the Andes Mountains. They were a part of the mountain itself, but were able to move about freely. Apu played a part in the religion practiced by the Cuchilla people of Peru. Each mountain peak in the Andes has its own Apu. They appeared as helpful, playful, but mischievous children. Typically, an Apu was male, but there were some females of the species, and they were referred to as Mama. Apuku. Apuku fairy spirits from Afro-South American folklore of Suriname. The Apuku lived in clearings found naturally in the bush and jungle. Described as looking like dwarves from European mythologies, 
the Apuku had a frightening appearance and were powerfully built, apparently. Hmm. The Aralu. Now, it also has other variations of name, the Pazuzu and the Utuku. Now, also, I want to bring this to mind that Pazuzu also was um, a very bad man who did very bad things. And we're talking years back, but his story is out there if you look for it. Um, Pazuzu, Pazuzu. He was just a very bad man, okay? So I'm not sure why it correlates with this, but... Aralu is a type of jinn in the um, Babylonian demonology born from the Bible of Enki and the stagnant water under the Kur. They were described as the storm which breaks loose with fury in the skies or the rising wind which casts darkness over the bright day. They were depicted as having a human male body, the head and the paws of a lion, large wings and a small goat owns upon their head. They were extremely powerful, immortal beings, and had the power to cause disease, corrupt the unity of family, inspire criminal acts, and kill livestock. When they possessed a person, a very powerful exorcist was required to exorcise and cast them out. They hate mankind, and there's no way to appease them. They were the adversaries of the gods, especially the moon god, Nana or Sin. According to mythology, an eclipse was caused when they attacked him. They tied him up in a sack, causing him to have to fight his way out. Fortunately, there was finite numbers of Ralu, as they were all male and could not reproduce. Araptes. Araptes was the female forest fae from the folklore of the Mari people of Russia, only appearing after nightfall and in bathhouses. They were described as looking like a pretty young girl. We're not going to do Arcadia because we did it in the other um, fairies, so, so there's no need to, obviously. Arethusa. She's also known as Arethusa. Classic Greek and Roman mythology. She was one of the named the Ariad nymph of the Mediterranean Sea in general. According to Greek mythology, she was um, seen as Alphios, a river spirit. She emerged from the water to embrace others. And there's a big story about um, Arethusa and Elphios, apparently. She she went to embrace him, and or he went to embrace her, and there was a rejection anyway. Um, she rejected his attention and fled, appealing to the goddess Artemis for help. Her prayers were answered by the Nereid found. She had been moved to another place, Sicily. She was transformed into a stream anyway, so that she could get away from from him. But the, there's many stories regarding that, and there's so much speculation to research it all and go into it all. It's really extreme. The Agante, also known as the Morgane. The Silver Queen, a fairy queen, one of the queens of the island of Avalon. She appeared only once the Arthurian law in the first English translation of the story written near the end of the 12th century by a parish priest named Leamon. In the story, Arthur was mortally wounded, with his dying breath asked to be taken to see the fairest of fae, Argonite, or Agante, who could heal him, enabling him to return home to Britain. Because of this, some scholars believe Argante was a title that could be given and one granted Morgan Le Fay. Others feel Agante was a queen in her own right, and separate individual from the king's half-sister. Oh no, she could be either or either, right? It's kind of hard to tell with these 
you just never, never know. There's so many different myths. How can you tell, right? And that's the next part of our world of fairies. Please come back for the next episode. We'll learn about all the other interesting beings as we go along. Because we have a really long list to get through, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please hit that like. Share if you can. And also consider subscribing. Many blessings. everyone welcome back to my channel and the wonderful world of fairies so we're now on aria also known as era aria was the fairy form of the physical manis manifestation of atua a spirit in the beliefs of the maori people of new zealand it could take the shape of a dog an insect a star or other forms as needed it was common belief the area caused misfortune and spread diseases. To see one was considered terrible luck, and the most fearsome form of them took the form of green gecko. Ariel, a name of the airy spirit in William Shakespeare's The Tempest. He flew through the air on the back of a bat. Ariel was invisible, but took form when he acted. Like air and fire, there was no place on earth he could not go. His voice was like music. His ideas were associated with liberty, to be free as the wind, although moody. He reflected human emotions, but being of faith, could not feel them. He was immune to human illness, capricus, rebellious, and motivated by mere promises. Arkan Sunni. And there's variations of the Arkan Sunni. is fairy pig of man, lucky piggies, lucky piggy, and tucky piggy. Arkan Sunni was a fairy pig from the lore of the Isle of Man. Like the hounds of Anwin from Welsh mythology, Arkan Sunni was described as being white with red ears. It had the ability to change into the size it will. Although it was difficult undertaking, it was considered to be a very lucky to catch one. According to the law, if did caught it, you would find a piece of silver in your pocket. Ooh. That's interesting. Asalte. Greek mythology, Asalte was a water nymph, one of the Danads, the collective name for the daughter of the Norse. Um, a name appeared in a list of Danads, by, she was generated by Gaius Julius Hyginus, 64 BC, AD 17, a Latin author. Arshenk. Um, also variations of the Arshenk is Azshenk. The Arshenk was a Jin or a Dev, who was king of the Jinistan. He was said to have a splendid palace. Oz Shenk. In Persian law, Oz Shenk was a Dev and the king of Fairy Metropolis. He lived there in an enchanted castle filled with plundered treasure. He was described as having a humanoid body but the head of a bull. His army was commanded by Dev Sifid. As Iga, old man of the old, a benevolent water spirit from the fairy folklore of the Ostiaks people of Siberia. This fair act as a guardian to creatures of the river, protecting the people who depend upon the river for a living. A Samanukpai, a Samanukpai. Around the size of the monkey, the Asamanukpai of Ghana, West Africa, were dwarf-like men, described as having backward-turned feet, 
black, red or white beards. When sighted, they were said to be dancing and outcropping of quartz, which they polished with their feet as they dance. Continued use of the same spot will cause a hole to be worn straight through. Offerings of dolls, rum, sweet fruits, water and yarn were left for them. If the gifts were accepted and the fairy decided they especially like you, they would squeeze, squeeze magical fairy fruit juice into your eyes, gifting you with the ability to read people's minds and see the future. However, if the Asamanakpai were disturbed or angered, they would trick the offender into following them into the jungle, where, well, they would be lost forever. Nothing could do about it. They'd be missing people. As Steve, a death from Persian law, who could take the form of a white dragon. As the Eve was slain by the cultural hero, Rustem or Rustam, depending on how you pronounce it. Asteria, the water nymph, obviously, of one of the Dinas, the Danaids, um, the collected name for the daughters of Danus, and she's in a very wide list of many different ones. Ash boys, also there's variations, Ash's man, fire boys, flint boys, and poker boys. Ash boys were a type of fairy spirit of the fire in the folklore of the Zuni tribe of America. Ash's man. Ash's man was the fairy spirit of fire in the folklore of the Zuni tribe of America. Ashinaga and Tanaga. First appearing, the Chinese classic Sankaiko Yo, an 18th volume work depicting creatures and ghosts of land and sea. The bearded Ashinaga, long legs and Tanaga, long arms, were a pair of symbiotic goblins who worked together to achieve goals such as food gathering and catching fish. Ashinaga had only one overly long leg and Tanaga had one overly long arm. It was believed they lived on the island of the North China coast near Hung Shuang Tri. Ashinga would wade into the water with Tanaga on his shoulders and snatch up the fish. Tales of their cooperative nature were popular in both Chinese and Japanese art and tales back in the day. Ashrei, also, the Ashrei is basically the Azrai, the water lover. In Scottish fairy law, Ashreis were translucent, translucent fairies occasionally mistaken for ghosts. They could appear to be either female or male and looked like a human in their late teens or early twenties. Unable to live on land, the Ashreis were completely nocturnal. Should one be captured and exposed to the rays of the sun, it would melt into a puddle of water. Yep, there's lots of stories about that, by the way. You can find them out there. The next is the Asopis. Classical Greek mythology, Asopis is one of the 12 Asopides, the Naiad's daughters of Asopus. So they're just another river nymph. Asopus was born of the 3,000 daughters of the Titans, Oceanus and Tethys, Asopus was one of the named Oceanids. Astakidis. Astakidis was the collective name for the nymphs who originated from Lake Astakus, um, a Roman province in the northwest Asia Minor, now located though in modern Turkey. Asteriae. Ancient Greek mythology, the Asteriae were the nymphs of the stars. Asterodia. Nymph of the stream in the Caucasus Mountains, east of Black Sea. Asterodia from Greek mythology was born the daughters of the um, Iliad, the Dion, and married Phocus. Asterop, also known as Merop, 
one of the Oreads. Astaroth was a mountain nymph from classical Greek mythology. She was born one of the daughters of Titan, Atlas, and the ancient nymph Pleon. As the seven daughters of Atlas, she and her sisters are sometimes referred to as the Atlantides. Astaroth was also the name of one of the Pleiades, born in Arcadia, and her and her sisters are sometimes referred to as also the seven sisters. Astris. Astris was a nymph born the daughter of the sun god Helios and Sito, the Naiad. She was the wife of an Indian river god, Hydraspis, according to classical Greek mythology. Astyoki, the nymph of the town of Troy in the Trude, but she's also known as Asyok. Anatolia, she was the wife of the Trojan king, Herichthonius, in classical Greek mythology. Ataman, the name or title belonging to the chief of nature spirits, in particular large forests, according to Russian folklore. Atak, Athak or Atak, depends which way you want to pronounce it, giant or monster, a gigantic fairy animal living in isolated glens and locks in the Irish islands. Example of such a creature can be found in the Bokan and the Derich or the Ludig. Atlantea, Hamadryad of Libya in North Africa. Atlantea was one of the many wives of King Danos in Greek mythology. Atlantid, the Atlantid were one of the twelve species of nymphs. They were the offspring and primordial titan um, Atlas and Pleiades. The Atlantides. In classical Greek mythology, the Atlantides were the seven nymph daughters of Titan Atlas, and they had various names, obviously. Each of the Atlantides married one of the gods, or an earthly heroic prince, and they were well known for their wisdom and being just, as in serving justice. Atropos, meaning inevitable, was one of the three fates from classic Greek mythology, Representative of the past, she was depicted in art as holding a pair of cutting shears, cutting the thread of human life. Atocrope, spider. The Atocrope, little poison head, was a species of injurious fae from Saxon law. As curious as they were ill-natured, they were described as looking like small snakes with human arms and legs, walking upright through the forests of England. The Atocrope were best completely avoided. Atua generally translated to meaning the god or good, can be a confusing word and the concept of it's confusing. It was used by the Maori people of New Zealand for both the extremely poisonous elemental spirits inhabiting the bodies of animals and monstrous creatures, as well as referring to beloved ancestral spirits. Anatua was created when a person dies. These spirits could be summoned through ceremonial magic and have questions put to them. In these instances, it's said that the Atua of a stillborn child was the most powerful. A tour of friends and family could be summoned if they were dearly missed through similar ceremonies, even being invited to possess a person. Injurious Atua could be captured and have their power negated by use of fishing nets. The Alku. In Vietnamese law, Alku was a beautiful mountain fairy who deeply loved and was loved by Lak Long Quan, the dragon prince of the sea. She bore him an egg sack, hatching 100 children. Although the two were passionate for one another, they could not remain together, for she longed to be in mountains, and he, he needed to be in the sea. Eventually, the couple separated, each taking half the children with them. The 50 went with Oku, 
developed into the Vietnamese people, one of which was Dinh Thien Hoang, the first Vietnamese emperor. Hogiski. Hogiski is a water horse and it's similar to the huge of the Scot- Scottish Islands, uh, the Kefal Dweller and the Shupaliti from Shetland. So they get called different things and obviously from it was also a Kelpie that inhabited water too. They're all a fairy horse basically that tend to be located in waters. Oki or El Oki, a type of mountain fae from the folklore of Quechua people of Peru. Living up in the Andes Mountains, these fae lived in Haciendas and looked like the ones lived in by the local populace. They they had sort of like an Oki spirit servants, conduits, and they were kept so they're poultry, by poultry, you know, and the cats and stuff, and they would keep the livestock sort of healthy. Aku were called upon by the Brujas shamans to assist them in curing the sick also. The Aulunok. The Aulunok was a sea and nature spirit and the spirit of joyfulness from the folklore of the Inuit people of North America. Described as looking like a naked man, Aulunok lived in the sea much like a merman. It was said his movement in the oceans causes the waves. It was said he was always cold and when he shook, his movement was the thing that created the waves of the sea. Olanayad, also known as the Napa'i. The Olanayad Ravino Valley were a subspecies of Napa'i. They were the nymphs of mountain pastures and vales. Often they were seen in company of Pan, Faunus, the god of nature. Omenil. The Ominal was a benevolent fairy from the Inuit mythology. Although he lived on land, he controlled the movement of whales and he guided them through hunting grounds. The Ori, the Ori of ancient Greek mythology, was the nymphs of the moist, cool breeze. They were born the daughters of the wind god Boreas. Orvang means muddy wolf. It was one of the many dwarves named in the Walluspa. The Oz. Osangit was an Apu who lived on the mountain peak in the Andes Mountains. He was described as looking like a blonde-headed, fair-skinned child wearing white clothing and riding upon, upon a white horse. Very interesting. Austria, meaning East Austria, one of the many dwarves named in the Voluspot poems dating back to AD. Um, there's obviously... As you might know, Austria along with Nordi for North, Sudri for South, Westri for West, North East, South, West Dwarfs. Otodis or Otodais. Greek mythology, Otodis was a water name for one of the named Danads, the collected daughters of Danus, obviously, and we've read about many of them anyway. There is, by the way, a lot, a hell of a lot of them that we're not going to go into all of them because there is that many. Avalon, Apple Islands, Insul's Isle of Apples, Avalonus. In Welsh Arthurian tradition, the island of Avalon was the land of the dead, a place where no one ever grew old and their needs were fulfilled by thought. According to Geoffrey of Monmouth, one of the major figures in the development of British, British histography was ruled by Morgan Le Fay, who led a sisterhood of nine. Avalon was associated with Glastonbury Thor, a hill near Somerset, England, was once nearly encircled by water. Since 1191, the hill has been considered a fairy island. 
the Aveline. In the French fairy tale, the princess Mignon Minette, the fairy Aveline lived in a country near the lands of young King Saucy, in the hopes of teaching Saucy the lessons of how to please others. The fairy Aveline disguised herself as an old woman carrying a bundle of faggots. As a young king had never been taught proper manners by his fairy godmother, Inconsistency, who raised him. The Albgogi. In East Yorkshire, England, there lived an individual fairy known as the Albgogi, similar to type of fairy known as the Bogi. Albgogi hunted for unsupervised children in the forest and orchards. Children were warned, be good, or Albgogi will get thee. He was especially watchful over unripe apples. Alki, an earth or nature spirit from the folklore of the Quechua people of southern Peru. He lived in Moco, knolls and rounded hills in the region. The Ol, one of the many of the dwarfs named in the Velusper poetry. The Ain, we've already done about, but in here she does have another name, which is Ainia. But she means the same thing. She's a fairy queen. She's from the sea here. Azazel, or, well, Azazel, Azazel. I know him as Azazel, actually, but Hel Harith as well is all of his names. So he has, like, different names. According to Arabian law, Azazel was the name of a young jinn. He was said to have been raised by the angels. There is a variation, Azizan. Um, from the word Aziza and the Aziza was a race of fairy from the folklore of the Dahomey people of Africa these generally benign fae lived deep in the forest and had been known to share some of their supernatural knowledge with the hunters who lived there considered to bring luck with them the Aziza were often called upon by the native people for assistance in hunting and luck in general Azrael Azrael was a giant in the Armenian law who lived on Mount um, Danjavas, I think it says, according to legend. The giant captured and took into slavery the brother of three fairies. Although many tried and tired, no one was able to rescue him. A young man known as the Apprentice told the king for the price of eleven goblets he would slay the Azrael. In addition to the goblets, the king gave the Apprentice a mace, a suit of armour and a war horse. The slayer first killed the two serpents guarding Azrael's castle before confronting the giant himself. A terrific battle ensued and the apprentice managed to land two blows. Azrael begged to be finished off but the youth previously learned a third strike would magically restore the giant to full health and vigour. Rather than striking his opponent, he left Azrael to bleed to death. Therefore this would completely kill him obviously rather than actually um, restoring him. If he'd given that third blow, it would have restored him. There's many other giant stories like that um, about other particular giants worldwide. So it's not something I'm not sure about. I have heard that story many times before, but it's just of different giant names. And it's true, if, if they were to strike him the third blow, apparently this restores the health. But leaving them to just bleed out is how they were properly, would properly be killed. So yeah, and that is all the fairies of the world in the A section. So we can happily go on to the B section now, but there's still lots and lots and lots. <laughs> Please hit the like, share if you can, and also consider subscribing. Many blessings.